life caused him to lose his edge, lose that thing, whatever it was that made him such a great pilot, his, his instincts, maybe it was fear that rose up inside of him, maybe it was just a sense of, of responsibility for his friend's death or, a, or some kind of regret, I, I don't know, but I know that he lost his edge and he he wasn't the same pilot that he was before the death of his friends. And it affected and it impacted a lot more than just him. Everyone that he flew with, those who were on the ground and those who were up in the air, all of them were impacted by this. And it became extremely critical when they received a call, his, his group, his company, his team, whatever they are, they received a call to engage in a real battle. And they were on an aircraft carrier in the middle of the Gulf, the Mideast. When they got the call that enemy planes were on their way toward the aircraft carrier and that they were armed with bombs and something needed to be done immediately to neutralize this threat to the aircraft carrier. And so they launched three or four of their best fighter uh, jets and pilots to combat these enemy planes that were coming in. One of the planes that they had sent got shot down, and so they had to reach for their last resort, which was Maverick. And They sent Maverick into the battle, and everyone was very, very concerned, and their fear came to be realized when they when they understood from listening to the radio conversations that Maverick had arrived on the scene of the battle, but he was not getting into the battle. He was kind of standing on the edge, flying on the edge. And those who were back at the aircraft carrier listening to it on the radio began to plead, Maverick, engage, Maverick, engage, engage, engage. And even his fellow pilots who were involved in the battle began to yell into their radios, engage, engage, Maverick, we need you, engage. Even those who were listening to the battle back at their base in California were yelling and screaming, engage, engage, engage. I don't know exactly what took place in Maverick's life, but somehow or another he was able to defeat those demons that kept him from, that kept him from being the pilot that, that he truly, truly was. And, and at a point in the battle, he did engage, and they defeated the enemy. And when they returned to the aircraft carrier, they returned to heroes' welcomes. No sermon today. This is simply a call to arms. This is a call to action. This is a call to engage. Sometimes we describe you, us, as a family. We're believers in Christ. We're brothers and sisters and we're a family. And I know that there are those of you here who really can't relate to that a whole lot. So maybe, maybe we should start thinking of ourselves as a team. A 
team that's been called to a mission. A team that's been called to accomplish God's plan and God's will for us. He has made it abundantly clear what that is. Our mission is to impact this community for Christ's sake. Our mission is to introduce people to Jesus. That's our mission, to share the good news of Jesus Christ with every person in our community. That's our mission. When you call Avalon Church your church home, if you're here this morning and someone should ask you the question, where do you go to church? If your answer is Avalon Church, that's my church, I'm talking to you. If you call Avalon Church your church home, the expectation is, my expectation certainly is, is that you're not here just to receive. You don't have a consumer mentality. You're not here for what you get as much as you're here for what you bring to the mission. You're here to participate in the mission of this church. If Avalon Church is your church, that's your way of saying, I buy into the mission. I buy into the, to the purpose. I buy into the vision. I buy into the battle. And I'm ready to engage. I'm ready to get off of the sidelines and get into the game. I'm ready to quit being just a cheerleader and I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to, for action. That's, that's why I'm here. That's what we so desperately need. How are we going to impact our community for Christ? Folks, I've been doing this long enough to know that we can't if we don't love. We can't impact this community for Christ if love is not what drives us. We can't impact this community for Christ if we don't love people. We can't impact this community for Christ if we're not hurting for them. We can't impact this community for Christ if we don't have a burden for other people. And a burden from, for other people comes from loving them. It comes from loving them. And I'm here this morning, and this is the whole purpose, begging and pleading. Engage. 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 We need you in the battle. We need you to be active. Choose action. Engage. So Lord Jesus, as we briefly look at Your Word this morning, I pray that Your Holy Spirit would speak to us. The last thing these people need is to hear Me. So You, Holy Spirit, speak to us through Your Word. God, give us a heart for following You. Give us a heart for being obedient. Give us a heart for getting in the game. Give us a heart for involving ourselves in people's lives. Give us a heart, Lord, that drives us. Give us a love. Give us a burden. Give us a passion. Lord, for those we interact with every single day, Lord, help us to care about their eternal destiny. 
Help us to care about their pain. Help us to care about their hurt. Help us to care about their needs. Help us to love. God, help us to love. For Your glory. For Your kingdom. Teach us that in these few minutes, I beg. and I I pray this in Your name. Amen. Amen. Look, um, love's what matters most. Well, Dale, you know, I think that love is what matters most down there at the church. But it's not really what matters most in my life. I've got things to do. I've got other things going on. Listen, the Word of God disagrees with you. And it's crystal clear in these couple of verses. The first one... I'll read is from 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter. I think this might be on your notes. 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, verses 1 through 3. Here's what Paul writes to the church at Corinth. If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy... If I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but I didn't love others, I would be nothing. The pause there is intentional. I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body. I could boast about it, but if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Matthew chapter 22, someone comes to Jesus and he asks this very, very simple question. Of all of the law of Moses, which one is the most important? Jesus answers very simple. Love God. Love God. Then without being asked, he volunteers this. The second one is of equal importance. Love others. Love God and love others. Nothing about down there at the church. It is something that is to consume our lives. As a matter of fact, I would tell you this morning that the best use of your life is to love. That love has got to be what matters most. That love has got to be a priority in our life. That love has got to be, as Jesus said, what is most important. Love. Love. Here's why. Here's just a few reasons why. First, love is the best proof that I belong to God. We speak a lot around here about your identity and understanding who you are in Jesus Christ and knowing your identity. You're a child of the King. That's your identity. You're redeemed. That's your identity. You have a fresh start. That's your identity. You're forgiven. That's your identity. God is your Father. That's your identity. But the way that other people know that that's your identity is that you love them. The Bible says that they will know that you are followers of Jesus by the way that you love them. Love is your credential. Love is what gets you in. 
There's not many people that are going to allow you the opportunity to involve yourself in their life if they think or if they understand that you don't care about them, that there's no love involved in that. Even if it's, even if it's sensed as a duty, people don't want you to be involved in their lives if it's not a genuine concern, a love, a burden for them. That's your credential. It's what gets you in. It's how people know that you belong to God when you love one another. Not only that, love ties everything in your life together. We spoke a little bit about this last week, but I'll say it this week. When love, when love is the center, when love is the core, when love is the priority, then your life has greater focus and it has greater meaning you'll find that everything revolves around loving God and loving others. Everything in your life will revolve around loving God and loving others. It brings order to your life. Decisions are made based on this priority. Paul writes to the church at Colossians chapter 3, and he says, love is what ties everything together. You understand that what ties us together is love. Love's what ties us together. Love will tie everything together in your life. It'll give a focus to your life. It'll give an order to your life because the decisions that you make are consistent because all of the decisions you make are based on what your highest priority is, what's most important to you, which is love. Loving God and loving others. That's your life. That's your identity. That's your call sign. That's how people know you. Love. Not only that, but love compensates for sin. It compensates for my sin. And it compensates for others' sin. I cannot have a relationship with God. Listen, we've established this, but I'll remind you about it. I can't love other people until I have experienced God's love in my life. I have no capacity to love. I have no desire to love. I have no ability to love if I have not first received love from the one who loves me. That is what releases me to love. That is what energizes me to love. That is what teaches me how to love. That is what gives me a capacity to love. My experience of God's love for me. I cannot have that experience if there's sin in my life. What takes away my sin? Jesus' love for me. My relationship with Jesus, my faith in Him, my trust in Him, my love for Him. This is important. As I, as I begin to experience His forgiveness in my life, then He gives me the power to forgive others. To let them off the hook. Not to hold the grudge. He allows me to truly and purely and perfectly and fully Forgive others. It's a power that He works through me. When I start to experience God's, God's grace, God's, God's undeserved forgiveness in my life, then I begin to be gracious to other people. That's why the Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. It's Jesus' love that covers my sin, that takes my sin away and gives me the the. the, uh, the the desire, the capacity, the power to love other people. I'm glad God works that way. I'm glad God chooses to work through imperfect people. I don't know why He chose to do it that way, but I'm glad 
that that's his plan, that he delights in using imperfect people. Love is the best proof that you belong to God. It ties things together in your life. It compensates for sin, not only yours, but others. And here's the fourth thing, love lasts. This ought to be important to you. Love is the only thing in your life that's going to last forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 13 says, These things continue forever. Faith, hope, love, and the greatest of these is love. Do you want to invest in something that lasts forever? I hate to tell you this. I had to share this with my son who was sitting in the first service. And I hate to tell some of you. But one day... Somebody is going to gather up all of your trophies and throw them in the trash. All of the certificates of accomplishment and throw them in the trash. All that's been accumulated, it will not last. The Bible says that faith, hope, and love, the only things that remain and the greatest of these is love. Listen to me, please. Your life is supposed to be about relationships, not accomplishments. If love is the most important thing in your life, if love is your priority, then take just a second, and that's all it will take, and evaluate your life last week and determine how much of your time was invested in love And how much of your time was invested in things that will not last. How much of your time was invested in that which lasts forever. Your life should be about relationships and not accomplishments. It's a sad thing that most people learn this lesson at the end of their life. And I know because I've been there, folks, More than a few times have I sat on the bed of someone who was taking their last breaths and they knew it. And you know what I'm going to say and you know where this is going. Not one of them, not one of them asked that their trophies be brought into the room. Not one of them asked that their certificates of accomplishments be brought into the room. Not one of them asked that their gold watch be brought into the room. Not one of them asked that all that they had accumulated be brought into the room. What did they ask for? Relationships. Bring the people that I love. Bring the people that love me. Because that's what life is about. That's the way God designed you. Our life is to be about relationships. Not accomplishments. That love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13, says it this way, I'm bankrupt without love. I have nothing without love. I'm zero without love. Too many of our lives, these relationships, these love relationships, get the, 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 the short end of the stick, right? They get pushed to the back. Why? Because we're so dadgum busy. We don't have time for relationships. We don't have energy left for relationships. We're overloaded, and when we get overloaded, relationships are the things that we cut out. Please, 
please hear from the Lord on this today. That's a big mistake. Nothing can take the place of love. Our life's not about what we achieve. It's about relationships. It's about love. And the best expression of love is time. The best expression of love is time. It's action. It's sacrifice. Galatians chapter 5 When we place our faith in Christ Jesus, there's no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. What's important is faith expressing itself in love. Here's what it's saying. Look, he's really talking to us about baptism, really. He's saying, look, that's that's important. That's special. That's an ordinance of the church. That's your opportunity to publicly say, I love Jesus and I'm a follower of Jesus. Jesus saved me. Jesus took my sins away. That's an important time. It's a... It's a ceremonial kind of time. It's a significant time in the life of a person. But it is not more important than going outside of these walls and showing people that you love them by what you do. By spending time with them. That's the best way to say, I love Jesus. I'm a follower of Jesus. He forgave my sins. Heaven's my home. That's the best way to say that. And you know what that takes? Time. It takes time. You have to choose. Love is a choice. Love is an action. It's something that you have to be intentional about. The most desired gift of love is focused attention or time. Those who love you want from you focused attention and time more than they want chocolates, more than they want flowers, more than they want jewelry. If they love you, if you love them, what they want, what you want, is time. The most valuable thing you can give to your spouse is time. The most valuable thing you can give to your children is time. Forgive me, Lord. The most valuable thing that you can give to any relationship is your time. Focused attention. That's love. I know that many of you are asking the question, where am I going to find the time to do all of this loving that you're talking about? Well, you know what the question should be? Where am I going to find the time to do everything else? Because love is the priority. Because love is the most important thing. But since you asked, let me make a suggestion. Turn the TV off. Turn the computer off. Turn the smartphone off. We could go into some other things, but I bet that would probably take care of it. What drives your life? What's most important? What is the priority? Love is giving. Giving requires sacrifice. Y'all have heard me say this, you can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. And the best expression of love is time. Love is an action, and love is a choice. It means taking the time. Look, 
immediately we think of the incredible applications that it has in our home, and we should, and that's the first place we should apply what, what the Holy Spirit is teaching us. That's the first place. But I would ask you to at least consider what it would mean to our community if we would love our community that way. The best expression of love is time, and the best time to love is now. The reality is, is there's not a person in this room who knows if you're even going to be here tomorrow. The most important thing in our life is love. The priority is love, and we need to love. Proverbs 3 says, do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it's in your power to help them. If you can help your neighbor now, don't say, come back tomorrow and then I'll help you. All that's saying is the time to love is now. I believe that for every single individual in this room, no exceptions, that God will give you opportunity on this day to express love. That our provident and our sovereign God will orchestrate events in your world to give you opportunity to express love to somebody. To encourage somebody. To involve yourself in somebody's life. To care about somebody. To speak an encouraging word. Whatever it is. Today, on this day. But then I think to myself, you know what? There's probably not a person in this room who couldn't think of somebody that's in their life right now that you haven't spent the time with, you haven't expressed the love through time that you should, and today you could. You already know that person. I need to call my mom today. She gets upset with me when I don't call her. A lot. You'd think once a month would be fine, but it's not. So I can express love today. And that's what, that's what I believe God's calling us to as a church family. The best time to love is now. I'm asking you to engage. I'm asking for an action. I'm asking for you to do something. I don't want this to be a place that you just come and get. It's time to act. We've been in this community 10 years. We've been in this building 6 years. Does this community know that we love them? Well, how do we demonstrate that we love them? Well, let me tell you, one person at a time. By loving them. Today and now. The best use of your life is to love. The best expression of love is time, and the best time to love is now. That's all I got. That's all I got. If we can get that, if we could get that, we can reach this community for Christ. See, part of the problem is we got too many people in this room who think that's impossible. You don't think we can do that. You don't think we can have a Gideon experience in this church. You don't think 300 men can defeat 135,000. God can do that, and God wants to do that. Why hasn't He? 
Because too many of us aren't engaged. We're not engaged. I believe it's time for action. I'm talking about you. Well, Dale, I'm an introvert. Guess what? So am I. And you can find ways to express your love. Maybe that's different than an extrovert. We'll talk about ways, some very, very practical ways. We're going to talk in the weeks ahead. Here's how to love. Here's how to love. Here's what it looks like. Here's some things to do. I'm going to challenge you with some of those things. I'm going to give you some assignments and some homework. I'm going to say, go and do this. But today, today, you know what I want from you? I want you to say, I'm going to love. I'm going to love. It's going to be the most important thing in my life. It's going to be what drives me. I'm going to love. I'm going to love. I'm not sure exactly what that means. I'm not sure exactly what that looks like. But I'm telling you this. That's my commitment. I'm going to love. I'm going to love. And I'm going to ask you to demonstrate that this morning. I'm going to ask some of our men. Maybe Pastor Jim would come. And John, if he's in the auditorium. And Philip, why don't you come too, if you would. Just kind of stand right here in the front. Ira, why don't you come, if you would. Brian, you can come too, brother, our new deacon. Come on up here. Just stand across this, right across here. Just, you know, three on this side, three on this side. It'd be great. We don't have to have just men. Nancy, why don't you come? Vic, why don't you come? Can't have too many. Y'all just stand right up here to the, across the front. In just a moment, we're going to stand and we're going to have a time of worship together. And I'm going to ask you, if you are willing to act, if you're willing to engage, if you're willing to make a commitment, the commitment's this, I'm going to love. I'm going to love. I'm going to ask you while we're singing to come and take one of these guys by the hand and just do this, I'm going to love. I'm going to love. Nothing magical about that. I'm just looking for some action. Just looking for someone to engage. It's time to act. Those people need us. If we don't tell them, who's going to tell them? I invite you to stand. Lord Jesus, the call on lives this morning is not my call. It's your call. You are calling us to love. You are calling us into the battle. You want us off the sidelines and into the game. Lord, so many times we might have a vision of what that's going to be. We have to be a missionary. We have to teach a class. But no, we just need to love. That might be a pat on the back. It might be an encouraging word. It might be a short note. It might be holding the door for somebody. We just need to love. And that's your call on our lives at this moment. And the best time to love is now. So have your will and your way in every heart and every life. Give us boldness to obey. This is your best for us. You wouldn't tell us to make love the most important thing in our life if it wasn't your best for us. We love you, Jesus, and we're followers of you. This morning, we're going to demonstrate that.
Jesus' name. Team, you lead us. Folks, you come. Just take one of the guys, one of the ladies by the hand and say, I'm going to love. Do that.